You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. The gods gave us many gifts. One day you'll know them all. It's beautiful. Who would wield it? Only the fiercest among us even could. And that is not you, Diana. You will train her harder than any Amazon before her. You expect the battle to be fair! Until she is better than even you. But she must never know the truth about what she is. Welcome to jolly old London. It's hideous. Yeah, it's not for everybody. I am Diana of Themyscira, daughter of Hippolyta. In the name of all that is good, your wrath upon this world is over. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Film Studies. I am Sean Taylor. With me today is Tex. Hello, everyone. And me, Mark. I've already tried doing nothing. Now I have to do something. That's right. Nice. And the something that we tried to do in this week is Wonder Woman, the long-anticipated uh, first female-led superhero movie ever. That I, Well, the first... Solo superhuman. No, that's not true either, because we had Supergirl. The first since 2010. The first oh, of the new yeah. batch. And, of... and then we had Catwoman. Okay, first good one then. And then How's the that? first Electra, <laughs> and then Electra, so yeah. Yeah, let, let's go with first good. Yeah. So prior to this movie, uh, DC and Marvel were uh, two, and, uh, two and one in bad uh, female-led movies, and now... Uh, well, Tex, you've given it away already. Uh, you uh, enjoyed this one? I did, yeah. Yeah, I uh I pr- I b- pretty much expected myself to like it based on, you know, I I liked her introduction in Man of Steel. Batman v or, Superman. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say whatever that second one was. Um <laughs> which was also memorable. <laughs> well, no, I mean I really liked it. I just couldn't remember the title. Um yeah, I really liked her introduction in that. So, I was really looking forward to actually learning this story and whatever and uh yeah. Yeah, it was all around fun movie. Like it didn't take itself too seriously. It wasn't um it wasn't too far into you know, comic nerd thing where I'm just like, What? Right. So yeah, no. I liked it a lot. I thought Chris Pine did really well really uh, well in it too. Okay. And yeah. Okay, Mark, you want to shock and surprise us all? Yeah, you hate <laughs> it. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. Um I'm what? really happy that DC is uh, that DC's found kind of starting to find a balance, a uh, nice balance between uh, lighthearted fun and and still like some serious topics too. I mean, this uh, the background setting, uh, which is no surprise because he gave it away in trailers, is World War One, which is definitely depressing. And you know, you want to talk about dark backdrops, this is definitely one of the darkest they could have picked. So, I mean, to have a movie that still rides the line between fun and action and still a little bit serious is really uh, is really a, a, an achievement and i think they've done a great job of it yeah despite feeling like an idiot halfway through because it took me that long to realize it wasn't world war ii wow i should have fucking known just by the planes and the, and the um, lack of swastikas lack of swastikas and lack of nazism um but yeah, no, I I really enjoyed this. Um, I don't think it's a perfect movie. No. Um, I have some minor things that um, a couple of things that Mark I want to confirm with you about. But um, I'll do my best. Overall, I mean, yeah, and, and people are finally saying, you know, DC made a movie and it doesn't suck. Well, we're not in that camp because we like Batman versus Superman. Yeah. So. Yeah, we knew this was there was a possibility that DC would make a movie that didn't suck. Yeah, we've seen. Yeah, that. I actually like uh, Man of Steel. So, yeah, yeah you like you know. Man of Steel, and and we all, to a certain point, like Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe, maybe not the love, maybe not the love, but the the like is definitely there. There's definitely some redeemable stuff in it, all of them. So we're not really in the haters camp to start with. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think. Um, I, I I don't know, to me when I see because I watched the reviews after this movie I went in totally blind, um, but I'd heard it was doing well. But when watching the reviews afterwards, everyone was like, "Oh my god, DC made a great movie!" And I'm like, 
maybe you are carrying this over from Batman versus Superman. But you just said you hated it because everybody hated it back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. But whatever. Um, Tex, before going to spoiler territory, I, I have to ask you this question because you're the only one that can speak to it. Um, I saw the movie with uh, one of my female friends from work last night, and I asked her the same question. Um, as a woman, how does this movie hold up to you? I'm not sure I understand that question. Like, uh, like was like because this movie's being sort of it was, it was expected to be sort of like a, a big movie for uh, female empowerment and, and being a role model for women and young girls. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark and I can't speak to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most of movies are geared to us, so this is really your moment to to have your say. So, okay, well. <laughs> Sure. Like, do you think? Like, do you think she like that? This movie pr- puts forth a good role model. Yeah, for no, young, I, I, for I understand. Now yeah. I understand the question. Just, I've never really taken all that shit that seriously. But no, that's whatever. true. Um, well, I mean, it's a female lead who, at no point in the movie, is rescued by the man in any way, shape, or form. It is always her doing the rescuing. Um, so I guess. When it comes to empowerment, yes. It's a okay. very, you know, empowering female movement movie. But like I said, I don't really pay attention to that bullshit because right. that whole equality of the sexist thing, I think we're pretty much there. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's just nitpicking at this point, so get the fuck over it. Okay. Um, But no, I mean, I, I didn't watch it as a social commentary, so I can't really speak to that point of it, but... I guess looking back on it, that yeah, it's an empowerment movie. Okay, sure, let's do that. Because the woman I saw it with, <laughs> she said that like she has a daughter who's a who's a sixteen year old now, um, and she's very happy with how it was portrayed. She was very happy with all the women's roles in this movie. Mm. You had the villain who was a woman. You had the 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 comedic sidekick who was a woman. All very. Um, they're not they're not played down like they usually are in superhero movies, where they're the damsel in distress. Or just idiots. Uh, or just idiots. And then, you know, Wonder Woman herself is a badass, you know, butt kicker. So she's yeah, very totally. happy with that. So, um, I don't know. just thought if, if you had any thoughts on that. Because, like I said, you're the only one that can speak to it. Mark yeah. and I can't do that. So, <laughs> um, so a, a spoiler territory, you know, going forward, if you don't, if you haven't seen the movie, and probably based on the box office, you probably have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this movie <laughs> This movie's breaking records. It's the highest grossing movie, highest grossing opening weekend for a female directed movie. Um, oh, it's female directed too. It's female directed. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Um, cool. Now, written by three men, but you know, <laughs> director gets um, final say. But but directed by a woman, and this uh, surpassed almost appropriately Fifty Shades of Grey in that in that category. Well, you so. know, actually, if that's um, if that's the case, then I would have to say for the writers, if they're all men, well done. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing that... Well done, because, I mean, it does put her in the spotlight, I mean, appropriately, throughout the entire movie. Yep. She is the savior throughout the whole fucking thing. Yep. So, yeah, well done, buddies. Yeah, and and maybe Mark, you can weigh in on this, but um, I thought there was a lot of opportunities to make the men in this movie look stupid, to be sort of you know, well now it's the woman's time and we can do this and that and blah blah blah. But they didn't do that. No, you're right. It was um, definitely a great balance of where the men did uh, to a degree step back when appropriate. So Chris Pine's character couldn't lift a tank, so he didn't. But he could. He could. <laughs> You know, but he could shoot a gun, so he did. You know, yeah. so yeah, like the men were were capable in so much as they are human characters, just like all the other human characters. Like even a, a background character like Etta Candy, um, she stepped up. She was running the op from the office. She's not field capable in any way. That's not her forte. Hers is logistics and organization. So they they put the capable person where they were most capable and most effective. So. I think that's where you're getting a lot of the equality. Like the they had, you know, it's Wonder Woman and like five dudes going out in, into the you know forests of, uh, 
I think it was was it France they were in or were they in Germany? Uh, in Germany, Belgium. No, Belgium, Belgium. Yeah. They were in, right, so they're in Belgium, right? So you have her supporting characters aren't all women because in World War One women weren't at the front lines. So yeah. it played to that real world aspect of she's kind of a fish out of water. She's the exception because she's an exceptional exceptional person. And I like how they danced around that too, because she was talking. She's like, "Oh, just take me to the front lines." And th- th- I think she was kind of expecting women to be at the front line. Yeah. So then yeah. Chris Pine is like, ah, "Never mind." Like, <laughs> a of, like a lot of the humor was, uh, "Sure." <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, so. that's the thing, right? Like she grew up in a society where. I mean, obviously, there's only women, but at the same yeah. time, like, they're fucking badasses, and yeah. nobody messes with them. So, of course, she just assumes that that's the way it is in the the rest of the world. Yeah. So like, like, okay, well, you know, we know how awesome women can be, so sure, of course there are some on the front lines. Like, no, not so much. And, like, the, 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 the fish out of water thing, um, while I think it went on a little bit too long, um, that's just a minor nitpick, but... Um, I did like the the thing where she would walk into the store and she saw the uh, the lingerie was it lingerie yeah or a corset yeah. or something yeah. she's like wow this is this is armor for you people like this is armor <laughs> I'm like oh, okay that that's funny yeah um you know doing the high kick in the dress tearing the dress <laughs> that was funny <laughs> yeah because it's because it's it's totally unique to her and um, I love the glasses part too when he gives her the glasses and and the uh, the chick's like, oh, suddenly she's not the most beautiful woman you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I know. I love that <laughs> I was one. like, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a great nod to not only uh, the comic books for Diana Prince, the character who basically, uh, apparently the only thing you could come up with disguises was glasses because it's also a nod to Superman, too, yeah. right? And the Clark Kent and who did it kind of did it first, the idea of put the glasses on, no idea who it is, and then all of a sudden take the glasses off. Oh, my God, it's Superman. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and uh, I love that... Uh, uh, yeah, the little snide remarks, too, from Candy, but, you know, the corsets, they're really tight, and she goes, oh, it doesn't look that tight, says, yeah, says the woman with no stomach, you know? like No, no, <laughs> it was, um, it was, why would you want to keep your stomach in? It's like, only, oh, why would you keep only your, someone yes, who doesn't you. have a stomach would ask that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard distinct female laughter in my theater when that line came out. I was yes, like, I did, too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's in there for, <laughs> for the ladies right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I wonder how many guys didn't get that. But oh, uh, who, who, yeah. Well, who wouldn't get that? To be honest, like, <laughs> <laughs> it, if you've seen a Star Trek movie, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, this was a, a really great balance of, like I said, the the comedy and the action. I don't. I I actually kind of disagree that the fish out of water went on too long because we're talking about a woman. I mean, these women in uh, in general have longer than our average lifespan. So she's had the same kind of impression for a very, very long time. So I think it would take more than just a couple minutes to break that. So as she's learning, though, she gets to basically realize. And, and I love this progression of her character. You can even piece it together after having seen Batman vs. Superman uh, going into this. The progression of her fish out of water to where... She does learn. She does have a character. She realizes that she's different. She realizes that, you know, she's going to fight for those who can't. And when you get to Batman versus Superman, she's now the most capable person because she's had a hundred year or more life. Like she's had, like, we don't even know exactly how old she is, but even in the uh, uh, chronological lifespan that we've seen her, she's been in the world for a hundred years. She's been out in our world for longer than Superman's been alive. For longer than Batman's been alive, you know what I mean. So that so now she goes from the least experienced to I know, <laughs> I know way more about humanity than you guys uh, ever may. So it's it's great to kind of see this this beginnings of that and see how she learned really the hard way by going into the horrors of World War One and seeing the worst of humanity, but then also finding the best in us too and make us worthy of her. Uh, and I love that line too: "The world doesn't deserve you." And then she realizes by the end, yes, they do. Well, I, I'm going to go back to sort of the um, that sort of uh, chunk of the movie going on too long because I, I want I want to expand on that because that was a, sort of one thing for me is that this was a long ass movie. Yes, it um, was. Yes, it was. It was two and a half hours, 
And perhaps it was because I saw the late night show. Maybe I was tired. Um, <laughs> but it was a long sit for me. Um, the action scenes are fantastic. And, and, and I loved watching her because she has... Gal Gadot does, does, does really well with looking... Uh, like when she's like running towards a target that she's going to destroy. Um, she has that. She has a great face for action. She has that great mean. I'm going to kick your ass face, and you can't stop me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a focused face. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's a that's one word better than <laughs> you just took one word. I, I used to, I took a couple dozen, but anyway. <laughs> But I was, I really wanted more of that, actually. I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see her in action more because she was a bright spot in Batman versus Superman. And Could it's be. all, and she was all action in that movie. And I know that this is the origin story, so I know there has to be more, and I'm okay with that. It just, I expected sort of more action. You know what I mean? I expected more Wonder Womaning. Yeah, well, I think that they did a great job of giving us some of that, though, during her upbringing and training, because as a warrior woman, that's, you know, one of her big things is fighting. So sure. giving us some of that peppered throat. And I, I really liked the, the young uh, the young ladies who played the younger versions of Wonder Woman. Yes. I thought they, they did a great job, too. Yeah, especially the kid. See... I really, really liked the kid. Yeah. No, the youngest one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was, yeah, a little, little fire plug, that one. Yeah. Yeah, no, she did really, really well. Cause I, Cause I was like, oh, okay, that's because she's <laughs> like, she's like, she's portraying that she has the drive and the determination to be this warrior princess. Um, and when you grow up and you, and you see her turn into Gal Gadot, it makes sense. You know, there's so yep. many times in, in movies you'll see a young kid and they're like, they're kind of wishy washy, and then they come to super badass later on. It's like, okay, well, I'll just go with it. This one's actually very believable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's been that way since birth. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you uh, let's let's go to this because this is something that I know a lot of people talk about the villains. First oh. off, who did you expect Ares to be? I expected him to be the uh, guy. Really, the English guy? Yep. Yep. Totally expected him. Well, because it's like he says it right. It's at, it, what makes more sense if you're going to be if you're going to be a villain then what makes more sense than someone who's like right on the inside? The other guy was way too obvious. Way too obvious. And now, did you guys realize that the sword wasn't the god killer? Yeah. Right from the start? I kind of suspected it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, well, it's a different sword than the one she has in Batman vs. Superman. Well, I was going to ask about that because she has a sword in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, so. it's a different one. You Look at the hilt. The hilt's a dead giveaway. Okay. Well, um... <laughs> Outside of that, <laughs> for those of us who didn't notice the sword in any way, shape, or form. Well, to be fair, this I is Mark. He's, he, he was probably no, examining absolutely. everything about Wonder Woman at that point. Uh, well, I'm sure he was. <laughs> I'm sure there were a lot of men that were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes, I was not alone this time. <laughs> um, no, like the reason that I'm asking is because um, like I personally knew it wasn't the God Killer when they were in London. Because they say it can only be um, wielded by the fiercest of them. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, why would normal humans be able to touch it? I, I took that to mean wielding as in to use in battle, not yeah, just see, holding. So. I took that to mean kind of like, um, you know, King Arthur's sword, like only the right. chosen one can do something with it. Kind right. of deal. So I was like, yeah, that's not the God killer. I, I just thought it was very obvious at the beginning when they said, yes, this is the weapon that kills the gods. So you don't touch it and you can't have it. And blah, blah. I thought it was just I thought it was too easy that that was the god killer to get because to get the final weapon that kills the bad guy in the end right at the beginning of the movie. You know, it's kind of like getting the sword in, in, in any video game. The first sword you get probably not going to be the most powerful one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Usually made of wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you get your default sword, then you get the master yeah, sword. Technically, they already had that weapon, though, in this case, because she was it. She was, so... but, she, but she wasn't the weapon yet. And that's sort of, and that's the story of, uh, of this movie. It's, yeah, it's her growing. It's a coming of age story, essentially. Oh, yeah. Totally is. Um, well, and, and getting over the lies that her family told her, right? Her, her mother told her that she was molded out of clay when really she was actually Zeus's daughter. 
Zeus actually came and slept with Hippolyta. But they told her this this kind of grandiose fairy tale story. No, no, you're so special. We crafted you out of clay, and Zeus just blessed you into life. That's kind of like that? telling the stork story, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, though, like when that um, when she tells that at first, when she's like, "Oh, you know, I made you out of clay, and God and uh, Zeus blessed you, and whatever, and blah blah blah," and I was like, and then she tells the story about how they're all dead, and I was like, well, then how did Zeus bless her? That's yeah. That's <laughs> I yeah. was like. All right, well, that's a lie because clearly there's no way that Zeus could bless you into life if he's already dead. If he's already dead. That's right. So, with so basically, Zeus came down before he died and impregnated Hippolyta, and then Diana was born. So she is a literal demigod. Now, the clay thing was another homage to the comic books because in some iterations, that's the story. There's actually a great, uh, really uh, good um, Wonder Woman uh, animated series. Another animated series, excuse me, an animated movie where they do kind of go over this story and give her origin in animated form. That was a couple years ago before they really decided they were going to do a solo live action, right? And it uses the, because it's a cartoon, instead of getting to the birds and the bees, they do the clay thing and Zeus blessed her, right? So, again, homage to early four, like, just let's keep it clean, right? So we're, we're going to keep it clean. We'll use the stork type thing. Well, I had heard that there was a uh, version of her origin because obviously the comics have they changed the origin all sure. the time. But um, wasn't there a version of her origin where Ares was her father? Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that would have been I think around the nineties when thing when they were getting raw nineties and we're wearing plaid around our waists. <laughs> Doc Martens. Doc Martens yeah. and 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 dirty <laughs> dirty daddies or something. I guess in comic books. So. Yeah, yeah, and then there's that the dichotomy she has to fight her own nature, being the she could become the goddess of war, but instead chooses the Justice League, right? So, see, and I thought that's where this movie was going because I had heard that before. I'd heard that months ago. Um, so when Ares was brought up, I was like, "Oh, okay, I, I think I know where this is going." I, I'd never heard any of these origin stories because yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no, why would you? But um, but that was actually one of the things that I thought. Oh, is really? That, yeah, is that you... she was Ares' kid. But You're waiting for the I am your father out? moment? What's that? You're waiting for the I am your father moment? No, no. I was just wondering <laughs> for like some type of reveal and whatever. But wasn't the implication that God, that God, for fuck's sakes, that Zeus had created her because she was a god. She wasn't a demigod. She was a god. There's a huge difference. The Well, what Hippolyta tells her is that she molded her out of clay herself. Yes, no, I understand as, as the that. mother, right? Yes, but yeah. what um, when they're telling the story, it's like um, Zeus used the last of his power to create the um, the god killer, the weapon. Yeah, and he calls her a god. There's a huge difference between a god and a mortal having a baby, and a god creating something. Yeah, yeah, it, it does get a little confusing in that regard. But but I what my takeaway was that she was the daughter of Zeus. Yeah, I totally so that, didn't take that at all. I took it as she was created by Zeus. Yes, yeah, see, well, I, I'm with Tex on this one. The way the, the way the story as I got it was that she was created by Zeus and created to be the weapon. Yeah, um, but I don't remember them really referring to Zeus getting it on with anyone, getting it on with anyone, yeah. even though Zeus is. Famous for that. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at again, every other Greek demigods. tale. You know? <laughs> well, and yes, now true. Now Ares is the son of Zeus. Yes, and by the end of the movie, Wonder Woman calls him brother. That's true yes. too. So there, there's also you know I mean? there's a whole so bunch of them that are brothers and sisters anyway, and just yeah, it's, it's yeah. So she's a daughter. Yeah, so that's where I get the takeaway of she's a daughter of Zeus. Basically, Ares equal. They're both gods in their own right, or demigods in their own right, um, but they're brother and sister. Well, I mean, didn't, I mean, this is getting into the Greek mythology and whatever, but didn't Zeus create a couple of the kids anyway? So that makes him, because he created them, that makes him their, well, you know, Zeus, his Zeus, daughters, whatever? Like, the, according to Greek mythology, the, the children of, like, the god children of Zeus are the product of Zeus and Hera. Who is a goddess? Yes. So you could, yeah, you, but, you yeah, could both say mom that, and dad were gods. They make more gods. Yeah, and you, then, can say that, and, you can say that Ares is full god, and 
Um, Hercules is is like, or Hercules is like a is, is like a half god. Well, Hercules is well, he was brought in to be a god, but still, he was a demigod. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's either But regardless, I actually thought that um, Doctor Poison was going to end up being Ares. I had a oh. moment where I considered that too. Well, I mean, because to me, and, I, and maybe it's sexist in my mind, but I don't, I don't think so. But you have a, you have a female hero. Why not go against a female villain? I considered that up until the point where she's sitting at the table, and she like they they've lost the book because um, Buddy ran off with it. Yeah, and then there's a piece of paper that gets wafted toward her, which she wouldn't do if she was actually Ares. So I'm like, oh, there's Ares' influence. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the desperation in her face really didn't but uh, play that out. But I, I do like a good good choice of Doctor Poison as a first villain. Um, you know, basically developing all of the chemical weapons that that some of them actually, you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, get uh, outlawed in the Geneva Convention. So yeah, this idea of a super villain is kind of what started these nasty weapons of war, and uh, you know, and and it's also a villain or a, a weapon that Diana can't punch. She can't punch away poison. Do you know what I mean? So there's a certain element of she can't stop everything, even yeah, though she's right. she's she's insanely powerful. She's not so powerful she can get rid of all the mustard gas everywhere, right? Like she needs help with that. So what was the thing that he was, um inhaling to make him stronger mm, that i i don't know a reference for myself personally i, I basically uh, i just saw it as an aerosolized super soldier serum with a count with a countdown hey 12 hour relief from all your human uh, f- uh faults you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah basically that's the way i saw it as like a 12 hour thing of like um the special serum stuff from iron man 3 and Captain America. And oh, yeah, yeah, extremist, the super soldier serum. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You just, like, exactly. mix them together, and there you go. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I assume, too, because, uh, unfortunately, these the, the villains are not developed at all. And uh, I don't think they were meant to be. And, and it's it's kind of the bane of a, of a superhero movie these days. The villains kind of don't live up unless it's a big one. Yeah. Um. So, and we're focusing more on Wonder Woman herself, but I, I don't know, I... I I kind of wish there was more, more of the villain, Ludendorff or Doctor Poison. Well, either, I, either more of, more of these two to create the tension, therefore making the swerve a little bit bigger, or oh, bring Ares in earlier. You know what I mean? Because I was really, really waiting for Ares. Although they did do a great job of of, of the whole, is Ares real or not? Yeah, because yeah, and I think that's why we like, don't okay. get him earlier, right? Because there's there's always that that doubt that Diana has because Trevor's putting it there. Steve Trevor's putting that in her mind that you know what there might not be an Aries. Maybe humans just suck. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but I, uh, I will give credit <laughs> if there's evil comic book science to be had. Apparently, Danny Houston is the guy to call. You may remember him from X-Men Origins Wolverine as the evil scientist William Stryker who gave him the adamantium and was pulling all the strings, yada, 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 trying to develop the oh. Weapon X program. I would if I had seen it. Oh, I, yeah. As soon as I saw him as Ludendorff, because I didn't even know he was in this movie, I started laughing. I think I was the only one in the theater who started laughing at the sight of him, but because <laughs> he was supposed yeah, to be actually, medicine. Actually, as soon as I saw him, I'm like... Isn't that kind of like crossing the streams? You're in a DC universe right now, and you're originally in a Marvel universe. Like, yeah, okay? yeah. He crossed <laughs> okay? the aisle. Are you all right to do that? <laughs> well, that that paycheck he cashed that one a long time ago. That so, and something tells me they're not bringing him back for a sequel. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm enough. thinking no. Yeah, the statute of limitations expired on his role. <laughs> so. Yeah. His ninety days, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His ninety day no compete clause. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it was ninety months ago now. You know, but <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That because they didn't develop Ludendorff as much, like he just kind of showed up. He's like, "I'm evil," and then listen to my fake accent. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and moves along, right? Uh, and they spent even more time with Dr. Poison, which I, I did like. I actually like the scene between Steve Trevor and Dr. Poison when he's really trying to get close to her and get kind of almost seduce her to a yep. degree to be like, 
So why don't you take me to your lab if you know what I mean? Wink, wink. You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that that was a good scene because again, it's playing to his character's strengths, right? Where she wants to come in and just punch everybody. It was cool. Little touches like that really, really up the movie for me. I tell you what, I really appreciated was the design of Ares, because Ooh, that's yeah. that's a very true to life sort of. More generally accepted uh, look of Ares with the horns coming out of the side of his head and the horns coming off the top. Yeah. Uh, and the mask. Um, usually his face is, there's no face, it's just fire. But. Yeah, he didn't have that, so, that jaunty mustache underneath. Just Yeah, yeah, there's no big bushy mustache like that underneath. But. <laughs> That's what I can hear in the theater. There's There's a group of kids behind me and they're like, he kept the mustache? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the big reveal. Even in the flashbacks, he keeps the mustache. It's, like, <laughs> it's just why I don't look like Zeus. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know what? I, I will say uh, props to you, uh, Tex, for, for guessing that he was Ares. I should have known. If, there's, if you have to play a mythological uh, person in the movies, yeah. you, of course, have to be British. Yeah, or, <laughs> I didn't instantly know. I'm not gonna lie and say I or, instantly knew. Like I said, like you know, I had my uh, had my suspicions with Doctor Poison. I never thought it was Lutendorf. No, I thought that was too Be- easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was like way too in your face, too obvious. There's no way. Um, yeah, I did consider Doctor Poison until I saw the wafting of the paper, and then I'm like, okay, who are we not seeing? There he is. Ah, uh, interesting. I'll admit that for a little while, I thought that we weren't going to get an Aries at all. Like I know that he, like I, knowing full well that he has been a, a Wonder Woman villain in the past, I thought I maybe I started overthinking about that. Okay, we're going into cinematic universe. They've established uh, aliens, um, you know, street crime, uh, you know, basically, and and even uh, Frankenstein as monsters. I didn't think they were going to bring any other gods except Diana into this, and that really the her character arc would have would be realizing that the time of the gods is over except for her, that she's moving into a new world now where the threats are different, like Doomsday, like, uh, like Zod, like, you know, uh, like uh, what we have coming up, the new gods that are coming. Like, uh, I thought really that that's the direction they were going to try and take it, is take her away from the, go- the, the old gods and into essentially new gods, which are Superman and her, you know. And again, overthought it because, nope, here he shows up, mustache and all. <laughs> So a question for Mark as far as uh, Wonder Woman mythology. Mm-hmm. How are the women of her homeland made? How are they made? Yeah. Where do they come from? Uh, there's not all. I mean, my research has been limited, to be honest. Um, so I, I may get some of this uh, wrong, but. As far as I know, they were created. Uh, there, there's been different tellings, though, just like Wonder Woman herself. In some um, in some tellings, they actually do have men there, just for like there and and men are the slaves, and they're kept in like their own area. Yeah. And 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 in some cases, even sex slaves, where they bring them out and they're like, "All right, you ju- you won the lottery, you get to sleep with this Amazon." You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. almost there's a Futurama episode. I don't know if you ever saw it where. Where they land the on the planet snoo. of Amazons, yeah, and the they want to they want to make snoo snoo with fry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that actually, I think, came from a Wonder Woman comic. Uh, others that yes, they're made by Zeus, so they're more or less they're more or less eternal until they're actually killed in battle, like uh, or hmm. I guess fall down the steps. I'm not sure, but like they have really long lasting lives. Fall down um, the steps. What? What? What's that? Fall down the steps? Well, they're not they're not indestructible. Right, as we saw, they got shot. Right, right. So, so they're not immortal, but they do but have they a long age. Right. Yeah, yeah. They have long, longer than more. Yeah, they're not, they're not human in terms of their lifespan, but they can be hurt and killed, and that's why they train to defend themselves because they can die. Otherwise, why bother? Right. If nothing could kill them, why you know they could just sit around and get you know get fat and happy and <laughs> Germans show up. So what? You know. <laughs> you know. But no, they actually, that's why the training regimen is so good. Because they've been, um, I mean, in this one, they've been trained to fight Ares. But 
it's different in the comic books. And they, they do try and maintain a little bit of mystery because men aren't supposed to be there. Batman and Superman have been there and then abruptly kicked off. They're like, okay, Diana, you can stay. These two fellas got to go. And you know what I mean? So it's very limited exposure. And where is the island? Is it in the Atlantic? Uh, Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Okay. Somewhere in there, right? Like Greece, Greece adjacent. Hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense since that's where the gods originated. Yep. N- nice little shout out to the uh, Chris Pine calls it Paradise Island, which was the original name of it. And then it later on got get renamed to Themyscira to give it a more Grecian feel, I guess. Yeah. I love when he asks where it is and she says that and he's like, yeah, no, I got that. Where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the, I mean, you know, there's there's some magic introduced here, which is good because I know they, you know, DC also delves into that just like uh, Marvel does. So the idea of a magic protective thing, like a, a big mist and fog around it. So, you know, sailors don't want to go there. And then, but if you are brave or stupid enough to go there, you can eventually find paradise, which is kind of interesting. And then abruptly get kicked off or killed. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> You'd be like, you saw nothing, get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now you know where we are, so you have to die. <laughs> and the one thing that I wondered about how they were, the, there were a couple of things I wondered how they were going to do it. Is, uh, one was the lasso of truth. Mm-hmm. Because. Oh, that was so awesome. <laughs> because, if you th- because if you think about it, like, coming out of the 60s and 70s, that sounds like a very 60s and 70s thing. Just the lasso of truth. It's a lasso that makes you tell the truth. Yeah. Like, that's that's very hokey, very cheesy. Um, Chris Rock has a really hilarious uh, <laughs> yeah, thing about exactly. that. But, I, but the way they did it in this movie, I thought that was... They did it pretty well because they... they they use it for that purpose. They use it for interrogation purposes. Yeah. And it's one of the gifts from the gods that they were given. Yeah. Um, that her mother uh, alludes to earlier on in the film. Um, and then she just takes it and she uses it. Um, it, yeah, gets, I, I, it gets better. Uh, the guy who created Wonder Woman was uh, seeing a, a burgeoning superhero landscape for these, for these funny papers. Uh, back in the 30s and 40s. So uh, he was going to create his own superhero uh, along the lines of a Superman, right, who would come out in 1938. This was about 1941, when I think it was when she came out, so not too far after. But not only did he create Wonder Woman at the behest of his wife, this is the same guy who who goes on to actually invent the lie detector. Huh. Really? That's Absolutely, crazy. yep. The same guy who wrote Wonder Woman and the whole Lasso of Truth thing also invented the lie detector. That is cool. Yep. Well, I also know he was a polygamist. Um, so, <laughs> well, and th- here's the other thing too. Some of the early stories I started watching here a couple of videos on like Wonder Woman's co- comic origins. A lot of times that girl gets tied up in her little outfit. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he yeah. was very yeah. much into the yeah. So having having a rope that that you can tie someone up with and you know. Tells you the truth, like, oh my God, you are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Yes, there we go. Like, let's, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a there's a great series out there on the on the internet. It's called uh, Big Picture, and it has this feature that's called uh, Comics Are Weird. <laughs> yeah, um, and he goes into the uh, the beginnings of how Wonder Woman was created and the person that created him. And if you watch that video, and you, then you look at Wonder Woman, you kind of like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. Like the lasso, because the guy was like really into bondage. He was really kinky in the bed. Uh, he was a polygamist. Uh, he believed uh, women were. Um, he actually believed women were better than men. Like he almost like worshipped women like goddesses. Um, so creating which, an island full of them, of course. Yeah, exactly. Which makes <laughs> yeah. sense if you look at the island full of women who are all you know badass warriors. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really interesting to go back on, but that has nothing to do with this movie. Um, no, but it is interesting, though, because this is her roots, right? And so you can see the progression, though, where this character co-opted from these, uh, you could say questionable beginnings. Uh, well, let's let's just say beginnings of a different time, right? This is, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're getting to almost 100 years ago when, when she was created. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was a different time then, but how this character then has grown, changed, and and been really brought in uh, to female empowerment to be just another figure standing alongside these DC. Because that, that's the thing with DC. You know, Marvel likes to have these street level, the everyman turn into something different. DC ten, like, really likes the idea of gods. You know, the alien who well, comes to Earth and yeah. can do anything, the goddess who can do anything. Uh, a guy's given a ring that he can, anything he can imagine, he can make into a construct. You know what I mean? Like a, a, a man who goes out and scares everybody and can fight anybody. You know, like that's the idea of gods are, is really uh, prevalent in DC. So um, I do like that, that that character was has been taken and brought alongside all of these others. Then uh, really kind of one of the pantheon. They call it the DC pantheon. It's been referred to that more than once. And now you see why. Because mm -hmm. while, she, you know, she could be touted as a Mary Sue, and do you guys think that's that's accurate? I don't even know what that means. Um, a Mary Sue, basically, it's a, a basically a character who can, who never has a, who never struggles throughout the movie, at all. Um, they can do anything and everything that the plot needs them to do without, without uh, question. So kind of a, an overpowered character, right? And so, yeah, kind of. And, and, I mean, at least in this, yeah. Like, she showed more vulnerability in Batman versus Superman. Oh, I don't think so. I think she showed, she showed a lot of vulnerability in this movie. Um, hell, mm -hmm. right at the end, she was trapped in that iron casket type of thing, right? And it wasn't until Chris Pine basically martyred himself yep. um, that she finally, from what I got from the movie, that's when she let her true self come out. Yeah, and that was the full final transformation. Um, I think she showed. I think she showed some vulnerability I, in that in that one scene where where she and Chris Pine make out. And are we? Yes, they had sex. That they had yes, sex. They okay. Did. Yep, but this is a, more of a family picture, so we'll just leave that. But we'll leave that with the uh, "I made you out of clay." So right, they, yeah, right, right. But they had snoo snoo. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, but there's also the vulnerability right at the end when she's holding up the tank and she's ready to crush Doctor Poison. Um, but then you, you sort of see in her face, and I guess this is more of Gal Gadot, but um, you can see that she's going through it and she's realizing that humanity uh, is worth saving and blah blah blah. And basically, the same, I assume, same arc that Superman goes through, right? Yeah, like why? Why does humanity deserve saving? Yeah. Yeah, and you got you get the, some of that Man of Steel rather unexpectedly, where where he really has to question, and even BVS, where he was actually just going to be like, you know what, fuck it, they all hate me, fuck them, they can, I'll leave them to their own devices. But then he gets drawn back in. So same with her, where she was really questioning the quality of humanity. Just have she falls in love with a guy who gets blown up in order to stop these people from doing horrific things to other people. Like where's the, like she's learned a lot about man in a little bit of time, and it's not good. No, yeah, no, this movie was really good. Um, well, I could go on. I, I like the fighting style. I know it's reminiscent of 300, the fast, slow, but uh, I think it really gave, uh, the way they did it um, really gave me at least a chance to appreciate the fighting style that she brings, which is, I can't even place it, and it's awesome. Uh, I, I loved it. It was, it, you know, she's not just um, like, uh, you, you know, you go back and watch Man of Steel, it's punch, 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 right? Like, his, he doesn't need to know how to fight because he can punch through anything, practically. Whereas she was taught a different way. It's more than just muscle, there's skill. And she has both, which makes her really actually more formidable than Superman in some ways. Yeah. And, and, I, and I really got, really like seeing that and then seeing her lift the tank. And almost, and I love the fact she just had time to just kind of ponder things. She's, she's this four, five, six-ton tank. She's just holding it and be like, so, hmm, what is the essence of humanity? Tick-tock, tick-tock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it still looked like she dropped that on Dr. Poison, though. What's that? It still looked like she dropped that on Dr. Poison, though. Well, I thought she was going to throw it at Ares. I would have. That's what I thought. I, I thought, thought she was going to do that, too. Yeah, I was waiting for her to whip that thing right at him. Oh, and, and the other he's thing... saying, you know, like, kill her and whatever and blah, 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 and it looked like she actually did. Yeah, yeah, she, but did. That, no, she actually she... threw it off to the side. I well, saw that. But, it didn't look like it to me. Um, 
Yeah, I, I kind of thought to myself when he's like, kill her, kill her. You know, I'm like, turn to the dark side, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Join me and together we will rule yeah, this Yeah, that was a very yeah. emperor moment. But um, yeah, uh, final thoughts and ratings, Mark? Well, the other thing I wanted to say is I really like that the children of Zeus both wielded lightning. I thought that was a nice touch right at the end. Okay, yep. Yeah, I thought that was very appropriate. And uh, um, so, I mean, overall, with just great themes, uh, great balance of action, comedy, definitely rewatchable because you might catch something you didn't see the first time around. Um, now that I know who Ares is, I'm going to look for those subtle things that, that Tex noticed that I didn't, you know, next time I go see it. I was actually disappointed that I only got to see it once before this review. That's how I'm happy I was with it. I'm quite surprised by that myself. Say again, sorry? I said I'm quite surprised by that myself. Yeah, yeah, I know. But that just means I'm going to go probably Tuesday cheap day and I'll, uh, I'll hit it up again. Um, yeah, uh, I really had, uh, this one is now ranking up there with some of my favorites in the, uh, in, in comic books and I'll give it, uh, nine lassos of truth slash lie detectors out of 10. All right. Well, um, yeah, it was overall good times. Um, loved seeing princess buttercup as badass. That was awesome. Um, who princess buttercup Robin, Wright. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that was sick. I was like, yes. It took me a while to actually figure out who she was. And then I'm like, yeah, Princess Buttercup's a badass. I, I did the same thing, although yeah. I went, wait a minute, that's the Forrest Gump chick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so loved seeing her as badass. Um, really, really enjoyed the movie. The fighting style to me actually was getting a little old. I was like, wow, this whole, you know, fighting and then slow right down. It's like, all right then we done okay that was that was getting a little old to me and i'm glad that they didn't really use that with the her and aries big time battle but um but yeah no it was really well done um good action it's funny loved the um the little back and forth between diana and uh and steve throughout the movie like that was just <laughs> awesome um so yeah i will give this I'm going to give this um, nine above average males out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that one. It's like, what is that? Well, that's... The... Oh, this thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a watch. <laughs> yeah, it's a watch. <laughs> Overall, I mean, uh, the one thing I forgot to mention is um, a couple of references to the old Donner Superman film, the original Superman film. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, one where she saves him from the bullet. In the, the alleyway. alleyway. Like the same way Superman grabs the bullet from uh, the, the the mugger uh, when he sh goes to shoot Lois, and also when she bumbles into the um, uh, what do they call them? The spinning doorways. Yeah, yeah, the the revolving, revolving doors. doors. Revolving doors. Thank you. <laughs> Couldn't think of the word. The spinning doorways. <laughs> <laughs> the magical spinning doorways of Themyscira. You know? <laughs> oh, the spinning doorways. <laughs> um, and then I found out later that Patty Jenkins actually does say that, yeah, the Donner films were a great inspiration for her. So, and if you're going to take uh, inspiration from any superhero movie, the first two Superman movies are the ones you want to take it from. Yeah, for the um, yeah, especially for those lighthearted moments. Good point. Yep. Um, yeah. O overall, I, I this one really makes me uh, excited for Justice League later this year. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, but right now I'm more interested in the DC universe than I am the Marvel. Um, yep, can totally I understand mean, that. I mean, especially after Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians of the because Guardian like and Marvel. Granted, they they've had their time, they've had more time, so now that they can branch out. But I'm still very much interested in in a focused uh, storyline. Uh, and I like where DC's going, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how all these, like you say, Mark, these gods come together. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, um, I'm going to have to go uh, eight and a half women barging into rooms where they shouldn't be out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a comic book shout out and say uh, uh, nine unseen invisible jets out of ten, but... 
But that's you know, the one thing I liked about Diane in this one too. She's always walking into places. She doesn't care. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, oh, I'm going in here now. Oh, I'm. I want to go here. She just doesn't care. Like Chris Pine will just say, "Yeah, just just stay here for a minute." She's like, "Fuck that." She walks in. <laughs> Why shouldn't I be? Like here? that's. Yeah. yeah, that's confidence and that's badassery. So, I oh, there's there is one more. Um, comic book shout out that was really nice uh when she she actually gets to try ice cream for the first time <laughs> okay that is her line quote for quote uh, like line, word for word is a quote right out of the comic books where she tries it and is so surprised turns to the vendor and said you should be so proud of your achievement <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was odd i figured yeah. that had to be a shout out to something that yeah that goes right back to like the 40s or 50s or whatever where it's a it's just one comic book panel but it's just the idea but it really does bring back that idea that she's not from around here you know she's yeah. she's as much an alien as superman is even more so because she wasn't raised on earth yeah yeah that's true yeah so just a little something like ice cream like we take we would take for granted she's never had before in her long long lifespan <laughs> yeah i thought that was adorable you should be so proud yeah yeah <laughs> you exactly really should be thank you (laughs) yeah you really should be yeah um all right well that's gonna do it for wonder woman uh stay tuned later this week we have megaforce for or is it coming out um that was a batshit insane movie and (laughs) kind of break it down um kind of a crazy recommend like if if you got nothing else to do throw it on it's some weird fun (laughs) Yeah, gonna have uh, gonna have some drinks and uh, have some friends over. Yeah, Megaforce. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know what? Salt it down with riff tracks. Yeah, very true. Oh, That's sure. Not the only person you can probably find nowadays. Probably. Um, <laughs> Good point. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, we're gonna be checking out the Mummy. Oh, you mean uh, Mummy Impossible? Mummy Impossible. Yes, thank you. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> Impossible. Um, and of course, we're just getting started with the summer blockbuster, so lots more coming up. Oh yeah, uh, Mark, thanks very much for coming out. Always a pleasure. Tex, yeah, no problem. And I'm Sean Taylor, guys. We'll see you on the next film studies coming soon. <laughs>